You are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach. And although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And have you been told that cold calling is dead and that the phone is unnecessary in today's digital marketing age? Well, we're going to have a conversation about that today. And I think you are going to be surprised from the results. Robert, I'd love to welcome you to the show today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So let me just ask you the question. Does cold calling still work in this digital marketing age? Short answer, yes, absolutely. And if you do any research, if you are a big fan of Frank Kern, for instance, who's the sort of the father of Facebook ads, if you listen to his podcast, he actually talks a lot about cold calling. So if it's good enough for Frank, I think it's worth paying attention to and at least giving it a listen to. Yeah, Frank Kern is doing it. And I mean, he he is one of the top gurus for teaching this stuff. And and he's a digital marketer. Mm-hmm. If a digital marketer still uses the phone, well, I guess we should too. So Robert, I'd like to take a moment and introduce you. Robert Poole is the co-founder of Total Business Results. He uh, helps entrepreneurs who are tied to their businesses make the transition from operator to owner in their business so they can finally achieve the freedom they got into entrepreneurship in the first place. He's a graduate of West Point, previously an Army officer, has over 25 years experience in helping entrepreneurs grow their companies and then turn them into saleable assets that don't depend on them for the day-to-day operations. And today he's going to share a little bit about, you know, how that cold calling using the phone, yeah, an actual phone, is going to help free your business and get back to the freedom and time that you wanted when you became an entrepreneur in the first place. Welcome to the show, Robert. Yes, thanks very much. I'm glad to be here. You know, I I always like interviewing military people because my dad was in the militia here in Canada. So he wasn't in the full-time military, but he was part-time. So I, I spent a lot of time at the armory watching Mm. my dad and I'd be there for all of his parades and the ceremonies and that. And sometimes he got high enough up that sometimes he'd have to go in and because he was a single dad, he'd have to drag my sister and I in with him. And so I spent a lot of time just roaming around the armory and, and really getting to appreciate those who serve and the sacrifice that they made to do it. So thank you for, for your service. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you to your dad as well. Thank you. Awesome. Um, you know what? There was something that in your bio that caught my attention. And we are going to talk, get to the cold calling, but I think there's something in your bio that I just want to touch on. 
And that is the freedom that we want as entrepreneurs and how we get so tied down in the operator mode as opposed to the owner mode. So let's explore that for a minute, because I think that's something that is so prevalent in today's entrepreneurs. We spend all of our time working in our business instead of working on them. Yes, absolutely. And it's uh, one of those things that is almost comical because if you think about it, most entrepreneurs get into business because, well, let's face it, we don't want to have a boss. We want to do our own thing. Uh, we want the opportunity to make a lot of money, all those things. And what happens, exactly what you said, is most of the time we end up getting in and all of a sudden we're working 60 hours instead of 40 hours a week and we're struggling and all that that freedom, so to speak, that we were chasing is is not quite there. You know, the grass wasn't greener. And, you know, but uh, fortunately, there is a way out of that. And I did it the wrong way for many, many years. And just like most entrepreneurs, I was working just nonstop seven days a week. And, um, you know, it really affects your your family life, your personal life, you know, just your your freedom to be able to take a week off, you know, go on vacation, do the things that are important to you. And what I learned, though, and it was kind of forced on me, I had a business partner for almost 20 years. And so I came to work one day and, and he didn't. And turned out he had a heart attack the, the previous evening. And uh, all of a sudden I was in charge of this company that I was tied down to. And I realized, boy, there's just not enough time in the day. I can't do this. And so it kind of forced me to explore ways and figure out how to unleash myself from the business. And I have two young kids and, you know, married. And the last thing I wanted to do was spend all my time at work and miss my kids growing up. So I, I, for the past six or seven years, I've really focused on first how to get myself, you know, out of that mess, mm -hmm. like release myself and get my freedom back to do the things that are truly important to us because very few of us, you know, I've never run into somebody who, you know, who's in their, their eighties and says, you know, uh, wish that I'd spent more time at work. You know, it's always the other way around. I wish I'd spent more time with my family or doing the things that yeah. I love. And so, so I really focused on that was finally able to break free from my own company, not because I want to, because I love business. I love working. It's, it is my hobby. I don't do a whole lot else, um, but uh, have the opportunity to take those moments. And so I've, um, that's been so important to me that I've worked with other business owners in the last three or four years really to show them how I was able to break free and, and how they can as well. So it's one of those, I like to say it's the holy grail of business when you can take those, you know, two weeks or a month off and, and do whatever you need to do that's important to you. And it doesn't crush your business. In fact, your business continues to grow, which I think is the ultimate goal of owning a business. You know what? I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think today, you know, talking about cold calling and different ways to sell, is crucial because if you can get a sales system that's not dependent upon you or you can have others do it, I think is just so crucial. And are going to talk about that in a moment, but first we're just going to take a quick commercial break and I've got some freebies for you. One of the keys to becoming an author is hiring the right publisher. It's the difference between having a book that converts readers into clients and one that sits unused on a shelf. Check out seven questions to ask before hiring a publisher. Get it free at authortoauthority.com slash publisher. We're back. Robert, we were just talking about how, you know, you changed your life by changing your business. 
I think that is so completely fascinating. But I do want to get to talking about cold calling. So I know you know a lot about it. So I want to let you loose to talk about it for a little bit. And then and then I'm going to ask you some questions. Yes, absolutely. You know, let me let me start with a little history just to kind of give you an idea how I got into cold calling. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I was in the Army. When I, I got out, the, the first thing I, I wanted to do was get into sales. And because I thought, well, that's, you know, that's an easy way to make money when I didn't have a business background. I figured that's good training. And so I did a variety of sales jobs. And, you know, this is back in the mid 90s. And, you know, what the, the big, there was no really digital marketing back then. You know, uh, that's how, how old I am. And so uh, what was the, the typical thing? You advertise or you cold call. And so I started cold calling, became very good at, I, you know, I've lost track, but estimate, you know, I've made north of 100,000 cold calls over my career and learned a lot during that process. And, you know, when we talk about cold calling, just to clarify, we're not talking about the, the classic, you know, getting interrupted while you're eating dinner, you know, with uh, some offer that somebody said, that's, you know, consumer telemarketing does not really work these days. It's usually a scam. What we're talking about is professional business people calling other professionals business to business. So just to clarify that, but you know, there's, there's actually a, a lot of benefits to cold calling. People think that, you know, well, you know, now we've got Facebook ads or we've got, you know, LinkedIn, we've got social media, all these things, which are fantastic and they work, you know, really well. But, you know, just to give you an idea, if we want to really penetrate our market, we did a, a survey with our clients and demographically, they tend to be a little bit older that, you know, the average age is 44. But uh, we found that 60% of them did not use social media at all, you know, even for business. And, and I'm not saying that's a good idea. I think we're slowly dragging them into the 21st century, so to speak. But, you know, there's so there's literally, you know, over half of our clients don't actively use it. So how else do you do you get your message out to those people? You can do it with, you know, print advertising, certainly traditionally. And, you know, one of the other big ways is cold calling. And, you know, one of the, the great things about cold calling is that, you know, let's say, for instance, compared to advertising of any kind, and that means, you know, a Facebook ad, for instance, or a print ad, somebody looks at it and they go, huh, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll do something about it. Maybe I'll click on it. Maybe I won't. But, you know, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. With a cold call, you're calling somebody and they have to make a decision right now. And it gives you the opportunity to be a human being because mm -hmm. we're also missing that in our society a little bit. You know, people kind of crave that human to human contact. So mm -hmm. it fills that other void that we sometimes miss. Again, not to say that digital marketing is, is not, you know, the way to go for certain businesses. You know, when it comes to cold calling, it's just like anything else. It's got to be appropriate for the situation. You know, if you're selling you know, $5 widgets, you know, and you need to sell, you know, millions of them to make a decent living, then, you know, that's probably, you know, cold calling is probably not going to work for you. But if you're selling, a, you know, a $100,000 computer system, you know, it definitely, you know, is because nobody's going to go, oh, I see a Facebook ad for that $100,000 computer system. Let me click on that and buy it, you know, put it in my shopping cart. So, you know, it, it's appropriateness, but in the right context, cold calling is, is still very, very effective. And, you know, we've made in our company probably, I think the last number I saw was 40 million cold calls, you know, in, in for our clients and generated millions of leads and appointments. And so, uh, you know, the bottom line is it does work, again, for the right situation. So. I loved how you said for the right situation, Robert, because 
you know, one thing that has become really evident to me is the fact that when you're in entrepreneurship, you've got to find the things that work for you. It, there is no one way to to do your business. There's not just one way to sell. And I realized over time that each person, each entrepreneur has to figure out, you know, what is the best way for them to sell that gets them the most results? What, what is the way that they are most comfortable with selling as well? And I've learned that, you know, just because something's old school doesn't make it obsolete. And just because it's new school doesn't mean it works either. <laughs> no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and that's a big thing that I've emphasized with my clients over the years. I had a, a mentor of mine when I was early on in my career. They used to say, you know, everything works sometimes. And which is, but the opposite is that, that most things don't work for your business. You've just got to find those few things that do. And, you know, we've got to look at the totality of the type of business we're in, the industry, who are our perfect clients, you know, our customers, you know, how, what do they react to? All those factors. So like you're saying, we got to fairly evaluate all kinds of marketing techniques. And, you know, if, you know, digital advertising works great for you, networking works great for you, do that, you know. And, you know, one of the things that annoys me is that, you know, of course, and I understand it, but, you know, every guru out there for whatever space they're in is going to tell you, you know, Facebook ads, everybody's got to do them. They're absolutely the best thing to do, you know, and, or, you know, you've got to do LinkedIn networking, you know, or you've got to do cold calling. You've got to do any number of things. Videos and, on YouTube. Yeah. And the truth is, you know, they're selling you something, you know, and they're not being honest with you because not every technique is for every business. So you just got to try different things and figure out what works for you and do lots of that, you know, and forget everything else. Don't get sidetracked in that shiny object syndrome, which is very easy to do in today's world. You know, there's every guru out there is telling you that their thing is the end all to end all. But the truth is that most things are not going to work for your business. There's just a select few and that's what you need to focus on. You know, it's funny as a publisher, one of the things that I have to battle all the time is people who have been told by so-called gurus that if they write a book, everything's going to fall into their lap. And it's just not true. Don't get me wrong. A book, like if you write a book for your business, it is an incredible marketing tool. But if you don't use the tool, if you don't get it into the right people's hands, that tool's not going to do anything for you just because you write a book. It's not a field of dreams where all of a sudden all this business drops in your lap. It's just a tool. And, and, you know, that, that really frustrates me when, when people say that, you know, Oh, just write a book and all this is going to happen to you because it doesn't. And so I always try to be honest with my clients and say, listen, everything's not going to fall in your lap, but I can teach you how to use the book right? Let's get the book done and I'm going to teach you how to use that thing. And so, you know, I really appreciate your honesty in, in this and, and not saying that cold calling is the only way, but I think it is a valuable tool. So let's shift gears a little bit here, Robert, and actually talk about the, what cold calling looks like in today's age, who do you call, who do you cold call and how, how do you actually make that phone call? That That's always the question. Like people would say to me, oh, well, call somebody. What do, what do you say? Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, it, great. 
I mean, I have no, I have no problems. You know? What do you do when you actually get somebody on the phone? No, um, cold calling is a, is an interesting animal. It's just like sales in general. And, you know, let's let's be real. You know, most of us are you know scared. Oh, uh, it's a scary proposition. You know, particularly when you're the first time you do it. Very rarely does somebody go, oh, that's the funnest thing I've ever done. You know, and they sign up. Um, you know, um, it, it's a discipline like anything, else, but uh, it pays dividends. And but the biggest thing is that it really is a skill. And people, you know, and I say in general, um, people will say, you know, well, they're a born salesperson. And my attitude in philosophy is there's no such thing there um, that it's a skill that can be learned by anybody. And cold calling is one of those things. But, you know, um, to answer your question, um, you know, what do you say? And this is one of those things where um, you have to be a professional about it. And the number one thing is that you've got to uh, think about what you're going to say. And more importantly, you've got to write down what you're going to say in advance. I use a, you know, I, I've hired uh, hundreds of salespeople and, and cold callers over the years. You know, it, it amazes me the number of people that fight you and say, well, I don't want to sound like I'm reading. It's like, well, no, you don't want to sound like you're reading. And the way to do that is to have a script written, but then to memorize it and and so well that it just rolls off. Your, uh, and people think, you know, well, you can't do that in a conversation. Uh, well, you know, we all have scripts that we use every day. You know, when we came on the podcast, um, you know, you asked me how I was doing. And I said, hey, great. How are you today? And I will probably say that 10 more times to people that I meet today, because we all have a canned phrase or phrases we use over and over and over again. And it's the same thing with uh, calling somebody when you're picking up that. Uh, the, the difference is that we need to meditate what we're going to say. And of course, there's, you know, a gazillion books out there on, you know, uh, how to write scripts and everything. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them make it way too complicated because, with, um, you know, instead of writing three or four pages on how to script, uh, they want to write a couple hundred so they can, you know, write their book or whatever. Um, but the truth is, it's actually very simple. It's getting somebody's attention. Uh, why should they listen to you? Uh, because you're interrupting them, you know, you're not doing them a, um, you know, and what's in it for them, you know, and then, you know, what do you want them to do based upon that information? And it's very simple and it's got to be very simple and very, um, again, you know, when you first cold call somebody, you know, we have, remind ourselves that they're not expecting our um we're the one interrupting um they're doing us a favor not the other way around. um and so what we want to do is get their attention quickly but you know so well you have to introduce yourself of course you know hey you know my name is robert i'm from uh, total business results because that's expected just a courtesy but you know if you've ever gotten a cold call or somebody called you out of the blue you didn't know well well and they said hey you know my name's bob or what you it, you ever been into the conversation a minute and the person, uh, who is this again? What is this about? And it's because the first 15 to 20 seconds of uh, interrupted cold call, they aren't even listening. They don't even, hear, they literally, their brain doesn't hear. Uh, it's I remember a, a phone said 20 something years ago talking about, it. it's kind of like the old cassette tapes, if you're old, old enough to remember those, that they, a, that they call a leader at the beginning, you know, um colored piece of tape you know that before the actual audio starts and you don't hear any of that and so it's the same thing nobody hears what you're saying in the first 15 or 20 seconds so get through that part and then you've got to get their attention so you've got to say something that jolts them and goes whoa what did they so uh, it can be you know like for instance um um the 
Affordable Health Care Act came came out in whatever that was, 2008, 2010. You know, we were calling for a lot of insurance agents at that time, and that was a big buzz in um, in the media. So, and a lot of business owners were very confused, um, didn't know are they going to get penalized, or you know, are they going to get a fine, are they going to get in trouble? And so, how do you get somebody's attention? We would call and have our, our callers say, "Hey." Did you know that there's been some changes in you know, the new uh, healthcare law and business owners are really getting themselves? Well, any business owner is going to say, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard these rumors, you know, geez. And so suddenly their ears are actually listening to what you say. And then you can tell them, you know, a quick story, which is, hey, you know, we've helped you know, uh, XYZ company down the road with, um, you know, and been very successful helping, um, you know, get secure a new health plan that, make sense and, and preventing them from getting in lines or things like that. And then, of course, what do you got to do? You ask them to do something, you know, hey, can I stop by uh, on Thursday or on Friday at 10 and, you know, show you exactly what we did with them and how we may be able to help you. So it's really that simple, a, a long thing. A lot of times, you know, the biggest mistake I see people make is they'll start uh, their opening and they'll say, hey, this is Robert from Total Business Results. You know, we've been in business for 25 years doing you know, health insurance and and we help people do this and we've got these awards and, you know, they'll just, yada, 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 yada. you know, guess what? Nobody cares. Uh, the, again, you know, the person on the other end of the phone is like, what do they care? Um, they want to know why are you bugging them and what's, why should they listen to you? So that's why simplicity and speed is really important. Um, I would say the biggest thing to answer your original question is, you know, what do you say is you want to keep it um, and give them a reason to listen to you. And beyond that, that's it. Um, so get to the point. Um, you know, very busy in our daily lives. We don't have time, you know, for a long, you know, interrupted call, you know, that we weren't expecting, uh, if that makes sense. I I love it, Robert. Like, you, you made it so simple and you gave us sort of that formula for what that call is going to look like. And, and you are correct. Like, if you go... Well, hi, I'm Kim Thomas Pinder. I'm from RTI Publishing. And, you know, we've been in business for so long and blah, blah. You're right. It's all, all people here is blah, 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 blah. I want to hang up the phone now. <laughs> the Charlie Brown thing, yep. Um, so one thing I was wondering, though, a lot of our uh, audience are consultants, professionals, speakers, thought leaders, those types of people. So they may not, like, be calling more traditional businesses. They They are probably... Um, calling maybe longer distances where you couldn't necessarily uh, see a person in person. So what I was thinking was like, would you offer them a Zoom call? Would you maybe offer to send them like some free information or send them a link where they could get something of value from you? Would those be valid options? Yes, absolutely. Um, and most of our, um, well, I would say a lot of our clients are in that same situation where they're they're not actually physically going out to a location to speak with the business owner. A lot of it is done over the phone. Uh, and it's, you know, because of the types of business, but also just the, you know, environment. And they, people have become very comfortable with remote. Um, you know, to answer your question, that, you know, you can say, you know, something similar to instead of, you know, can I stop by? It's a, you know, hey, um, are, are you available Friday morning? You know, I can call you around 10 or, you know, I could call you on Monday afternoon at 2 if that's better for um, you know, or I want to, uh, you know, so I can show you what I'm talking about and how we help this other company. Let's do a quick Zoom call. It'll only take 10 minutes and I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. And you will decide if it's something you want to pursue. 
um, that that type of thing. So it can be, uh, it doesn't have to be in person at all. Um, you know, the the point is to get a conversation. Um, you know, you mentioned giving them some other value, which is, um, you know, typically with the types of companies that we deal with, it's more about they want to get in front of a decision. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it's it, we usually ask for the appointment, so to speak, first. And then if they say, well, no, I, you know, I don't know if I can commit to 10 minutes with you. I don't really want to do a Zoom, you know, whatever. That's when you can say, you know what? You know, we've got a report that we just did about what's going on in the industry. And, you know, it's really got some valuable insights that I think you might, you know, enjoy. Can, you know, can I email that? Um, and that's where I think you want to use content and value added like you're talking. Um, but, you know, that may be the original point of the call as well. You know, you may want to start with that if that's, if you're, um, you know, valuable enough that, that you want to lead with that, so to speak. So, again, it all depends on the situation in, in your business. And there's no... Uh, one size fits all. It's it's you know depends on the context and all that. So while you were talking, Robert, I I thought of an interesting question for you. Have because obviously you've done a lot um, cold calling. What are some of your favorite cold calls that you've done that maybe something really interesting or unique or strange happened on that call? You know the the one of the things that uh, it always sticks in my mind. I'll never forget this. This was. Early on in my career, I think it was probably probably my second year uh, in cold calling, and, and I did residential real estate for about a year. And this was back like 1995 or 96, and so that's when we still did call consumers and residences. And you know, time, uh, you know, these days we've got auto dialers and things like that. But at, at, at that point, it was just starting to come on, and it was only large call centers that were able to use those. The technology wasn't available. Um, you know, small individuals like myself, you know, as a real estate at the time. And so uh, I was following a real estate, uh, Mike Ferry, and, and he was um, a big believer in cold calling. And so he taught a technique. Um, you would have two phones, um, side by side and have uh, with with connected to each phone. So one, basically this headset connected to this phone, you know, with the microphone, this headset connected to this phone. And so what you would do is you would dial, you know, start dialing with this phone, it would start ringing. Uh, and then you would start dialing on this key. Uh, and if somebody picked up on, you know, this one, then you would drop the call on the left. And, but if they didn't, you were already ready for the next conversation, you know, the other phone, so to speak. So it was this, this way of increasing dials, but, you know, as you, and then of course, I'm, I'm looking at a sheet that we just printed out of numbers and names, you know, uh, you know, Mary Smith at, you know, one, two, three main street. And, um, you know, so in her number, you don't know anything about her, it's just a residence you're calling. I, I called this one lady and talked to her because I was trying to get, you know, people to, you know, list their house with. Um, and uh, so she agreed to get to an appointment where I could come over and do an evaluation house, um, all that kind of stuff. So it was like, you know, I was coming over to meet her at Thursday at five or something. Um, and then great, everything I hung up went on to the next name down. Um, because of all the, what was going on with the double phones and I'm looking at this little list, I accidentally called the same and went right into my script, started talking with a lady. And I set up the appointment. And as I'm setting it up, I that's the same voice I was just talking. To. I, and this lady, and she went through with the whole thing and acted like everything was fine. And so she uh, she set a second appointment with me. Um, and uh, I don't know if she was doing it as a joke or if she literally, 
you know, goes back to that leader thing. Wasn't even listening to some guy on the phone, you know, that, that she just talked to, but. Or so maybe she, she had dementia or something and just totally forgot the first phone call. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what happened there, but I remember that, that feeling that came over me. I realized that the voice is the same. I just, the deer in the headlights of, okay, how do I, how do I finish this call? You know? And, uh, but she went along and played with it, you know, um, you know, so that's, that's one of the crazy things I've done. I mean, there's so many, you call enough people and, you know, you just get the, the craziness. There's, um, we had a, it's not me personally, but a guy who worked for us at the time, he, he called a prospect and for whatever reason, he got in a little bit of an altercation with him. And, and, uh, you know, he basically threatened the guy said, Hey, I'm going to come over to your place of business and I'm going to kick your, you know, expletive, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so some of this stuff that you see, you know, as I said, you call enough people and you deal with enough people, you're going to, you're going to find some wacky stuff going on. But I think that's probably my favorite story, um, you know, that I, that I remember very distinctly as a young man. I, I haven't done a lot of cold calling, but I did do a little bit and, and where I always got stuck was, especially when like more commercial, like non, I wasn't calling business, like it was just calling people. And you get these lonely people who just wanted to talk to you and you're trying to get them off the phone and they're not really interested in anything you have, but they're just so lonely and they, they want you. And I'm so nice that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I feel you. And that, that's, that is actually a very difficult thing to do, you know, if you're a decent person, you know, and, and, you know what I've I've tried to do over the years, and it doesn't work every time. And and sometimes you're like, oh geez, I just wasted ten minutes, you know, of my life. And but uh, hey, you know, if you spread some good vibes and make that person's life better, then okay, you know, in the end, it all out. Uh, I believe. Um, but yeah, I would just do something like uh, interrupt the conversation. Oh hey, you know, Bob, you know, or whatever. Um, hey, I've got another call coming in. You know, can I call you back? Well, and of course, not real intending to call back, but. Uh, that's that's one of the ways I used to get out of it. You know, it's um, a little a little white, but um, um, but the the way I let it in, just in general, um, if we if we do something that's that's wasting time, we're actually um, you know taking away from the people that we could be getting to. Not just for because I believe sales is about serving people, um, and so if we get tied down talking to somebody for there's maybe three or four people we didn't get to talk to, and one of those people may really need our help. So it, we're doing a disservice to that other person by just being, you know, um, and it's a difficult thing, you know, I mean, if you're a nice person, um, but uh, it, you got to try to keep that in mind. Um, our job is to serve as many people as we can and to help as many people as we can. The only way that we do that, particularly when it comes to cold calling, is numbers. We, I try to keep that in, but um, as I said, you know, we're all human beings. It doesn't work every time. And so, uh, but yeah, I would try it. Robert, what a wonderful conversation. We are out of time. So I'd love for you to do two things for us. First of all, share one final thought. And secondly, if people have enjoyed this conversation, how can they connect with you? Um, I would say that the the number one thing that is difficult with cold calling is right here. It's, you know, it's Mm -hmm. psyching ourselves out. Um, We've got to have a strong mentality, thick skin, all that good stuff. And so do it first thing. Uh, if you go to an office or, or, you know, you go into your home office, do not check your email. Do not check your Facebook, your social media accounts. Don't check your voicemail. Don't do anything. Don't look at the headlines of the news. Anything that could possibly be negative or throw you off emotionally, just even a hint, uh, because you need everything 
to be and to get right on the phone. So I would do that, number one. That's a that's something that's helped me immensely. Uh, um, but to uh, as far as uh, getting hold of uh, me, you can go to our, our website, totalbusinessresults.com. I'm also on the social media platforms, YouTube, and most of them are under the Robert Poole. Um, and, uh, but if you'd like more um, information about, you know, and try to figure out if cold calling would actually work for your business, uh, if it makes sense, you can give our, our office a call. Uh, the number is 866-231-6776. It's also on the web. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you about your business if it makes sense. And and if you mention this podcast, I'll do this. You can, uh, you know, we'll give you 20% off of any, you know, that um, if you eventually decide you want to do business. Um, but you got to mention this podcast because I want Ken to know that it came from. Um, but uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity. This is fantastic. Thank you so much, Robert. If you've enjoyed today's episode, highly recommend scan on back a bit to episode 427 with Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, two of my favorite clients, where we talk about selling from the heart. So not only how to sell from the heart, but their book, the results they've gotten from it. So if you're on YouTube, you'll see a little Thumbnail you can click if you're on your favorite podcast app. Scan back to episode 427. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching the show. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye. You've been listening to the Author to Authority Podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.